I stop having this not caring attitude and start focusing on the satisfaction again and deliberately bringing wholesome thoughts into the mind. But you see, that goes into direct contrast and conflict with the, oh, I'm just not going to care about it. Because the not caring about it was just not doing any of that stuff. Just looking at my monitor, my computer screen as I'm working, that's it. Any unwholesome thought that showed up is like, oh, it's okay. I'm not going to care. I, that's fine. I don't care about it. But after a while, what I'm saying is that it seemed like I had to deliberately practice again. Not caring about it was too weak. It wasn't, I needed to put a stronger hold and focus on deliberately bringing wholesome thoughts into the mind, or I was going to drown, so to speak. And, and right. the dukkha. Does that make sense? It not only makes sense, but that's an, um, not a, an uncommon way of saying it. Okay. So now that you're drowning in dukkha again, or about to drown, we make then that determination that, hey, maybe I shouldn't let things get that far. But here's something that happened, okay, that you didn't put in there. So let's fill in some gaps. And that was is that you were having an occasional, let's just say, unwholesome thought. And then perhaps they got a, a little bit more frequent. But it was okay. And your attitude for these were fine. But there came a point, maybe in a build-up of what happened, that you didn't change your attitude about the thoughts and says, oh, this is too much, or these thoughts are bad. Yes. Okay. Or that I should that, I should probably not relax as much as I am right now. I got to like stay on top of it. And stay, well, wait a minute, you're missing the whole point about relaxation. Okay, go ahead. And actually what happened was is then you became at that point in time not relaxed. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And now you're saying that you've got to get back on top of it. In that moment. Yeah. All right. Okay. And that getting back on top of it, is that relaxation or not? No. All right. So let's say the next time exactly. that you feel overwhelmed with it, we can say, oh, well, I did never mind a while and it works. Let me do another never mind. That works. Hmm. But there was something that happened that you changed. Yeah, there was changed. a, yeah, it was a fear that if I kept going down that I don't care, I'm relaxing road. I'm going to uh, basically shoot myself in the foot. Like, I need to pay attention. I need to keep uh -huh. watch on the mind. What about, a what about ism? Okay. I need to keep watch on the mind. That's what came okay. up. Yeah. Okay. All right. And there you're, was. You're with me now. You know what I'm saying? Well, I've me? been with you long before you thought that I was with you. I know exactly well, how the mind works. I've been working with a lot of minds, and they're all the same. No, Every I, I and, work exactly the same. And, and I get that. <laughs> that's awesome. I just want to like, I, I want to ask you, did it help for me to share what I shared that you didn't want me to share in the beginning? 
actually, if you had listened to what I was saying, it was exactly the same thing that I was saying when you wanted to get all of this off your chest. And now that you've gotten it off your chest, what we're doing is using the language, et cetera, that you were using so that we can go back and look at that point in time when you made a shift okay. from being satisfied and relaxed into, oh, oh, no, this is getting too much. I've got to get back to work. I've got to go. i got to go practice now. Mm -hmm. OK, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah, and that's a hup, two, three, four. You got to do it kind of uh, parental rule that came in. When a little bit of fear, wait a minute, a, a rule <laughs> came in when a little bit of fear came up. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yes. So you, you set a new, so um, you decided instead of when that fear came up just to relax, you decide, oh, the fear is there, therefore I've got to go follow some rule. Yeah, and I also want to include this. It was also that the little, like the satisfaction that was there from just relaxing wasn't as um, profound or prominent as the, the, the satisfaction is when I'm doing deliberate practice and keeping watch. Ah, on the so mind. there you are comparing one satisfaction with another. Thinking it's a problem. Yep, thinking there's mm -hmm. a problem there. Yep. Which is a dissatisfaction again. And thinking it has something to do with following or not following that? those rules. Being unsatisfied with satisfaction. <laughs> that just. That's <laughs> yeah. a real face slapper there. <laughs> okay, and this is what we do. Remember, a little dab will do you. And here you are thinking that one is better than the other, back to the judgmental mind rather than the nurturing mind. Oh, well, this is enough. Everything's okay. Relax. And so that's the applied and sustained quality of it, that you can sustain it for a little while, and then an unwholesome thought will come up, and you let it go, and then another little thought will come up, and you let it go, and then they get more frequent. And you keep letting them go as they come up. How long are you going to continue to let them go and you still come back and relax until you say, wait a minute, we got to have a rule here. We got to stop all of this stuff. I got to work harder. Where in fact, you're actually doing the very best part of the practice. And that is, is that whenever an unwholesome thought comes up, you're on it and say, never mind, I can relax. Really? And this is actually following the Eightfold Noble Path to wake up to that unwholesome thought, recognizes that, oh, well, that is an unwholesome thought. And then you can say, well, never mind, I can just relax, which is taking the finally the right effort. Rather than taking the effort, I've got to get on top of this. Now you're taking the right effort to just relax again. Hmm. Like Dan describes it as like dropping it, just drop it. Just drop like it. You're holding on to something. Just drop it. Just drop it. There's no problem. Just let it go. Just drop it. Huh. And back in the facts. And even if you seem that you have to drop it and drop it and drop it and drop it, very much like, in fact, yes. a good example of that would be taking ticks off of a dog. Yeah. I remember and the more you look, the more there are. 
Yes. But the dog will be patient and he'll sit there. If you keep picking ticks and picking ticks, it may take you days and days and days to pick ticks. But eventually you get them all. And not only that, but you get really good at them. Now you're finding ticks hiding in places that you didn't even know to look before because ticks were too easy to find. Mm. Okay, but now we're having to look all kinds of places where they're hiding. So this is this is a, um, an example of it. Um, of these unwholesome thoughts are kind of like ticks on a dog. There seems to be no end to them. Dan also said that it's kind of like a balance. It's a balance that you kind of have to find. Sure. It's just the right amount of effort that's required in the moment. Precisely so. The Buddha talked about that. It's called the Buddha path. (laughs) So that's what I'm confused about, right? Why do you get confused? Okay, I'm confused. Never mind. Because when I relax, then I question, well, was that the right effort? Because it keeps coming back. So how do I know, like, what's the right effort in the moment to clean out the mind? In the moment. Okay, the, the when you when you threw it out and relaxed, that was the right effort. When it came back, now you're questioning: was the old effort the right effort, rather than just doing it again? <laughs> oh man, this is nuts, dude. I I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of all of it. Listen to that unwholesome thought. I just don't with it. Listen to that unwholesome thought. I'm so sick of this. Where in fact you just keep confusing yourself when it's actually quite simple. Uh, it's so simple. Hmm. But you have to keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again. Including think- the doing it is to stop doing stuff. Stop the doing relaxing. Stuff. Yeah. Right. You have to over and over and over again stop doing stuff. So stop being dissatisfied. Mm. Yeah, and unwholesome thoughts there. So what? If you have that, you just had a new wholesome thought. That's exactly the same thing as the Buddha saying, Aha, I see you, Mara. Ah, never mind. But if you follow that thought and have it over and over and over and over and over again without waking up to it, then you start to feel bad. That's the other thing. I had anxiety today, too, so I was concerned that I need to be more on top of it. Well, the way to be (sighs) on top of anxiety is by breathing and relaxing. (laughs) Oh, Dorado. I I'm so that's so frustrating. I know you keep bringing rules back in where in fact all we really are teaching here is relaxation. Man. Then in fact that's exactly what the Buddha is talking about and it's all that whole point about relaxation. An example is to relax the body. And when we're worried or when we want to fix something or when we're dissatisfied, we're tense and uptight. And when we're satisfied, we're relaxed. That relaxation of the body is often associated with the first jhana. But the body can't relax until the mind is relaxed because the mind is the forerunner for everything. The thing that makes your body tense and uptight and anxious is the mind. 
So is there something else that I need to do to make the mind relax or just saying, ah, oh, relax, that reminder is sufficient? Yeah, if you, if you are skilled at it, that's sufficient enough. Well, how do I know? How do I know? Why do you keep wanting to know? Why can't you be satisfied with not knowing? How do I know if I'm skilled enough? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I know you keep asking that stupid question when we keep saying, well, if you don't know what to do, don't do anything at all. You keep wanting to do stuff. And we're saying, wake up to all of those thoughts of wanting to do stuff. Both Dan and I are saying, wake up to those thoughts of that you want to do stuff finding some excuse to do something. And instead, just take a deep breath and do nothing. I wish I didn't care about this so much. I know. Stop caring so much. Just relax. Let the Dhamma take care of you. You stop <sighs> trying to take care of the Dhamma. <laughs> Give up control, babe. You don't have to have the handle on it. You got to turn your handle off and let it go. Okay. And just enjoy the show. I guess. Don't guess, just relax. Take a the, deep breath and the just thing, relax. The thing, the thing that is most confusing here is the, the effort and the things that we were talking about three weeks ago are, are different than, than now. The things that you were telling me to do or that I was doing three weeks ago are different than now. And the joy that I'm experiencing now just from relaxing is more calmed down. It's very different from three weeks ago. And so I just don't know which one is right, which one is correct, which one I should do, which one I shouldn't do. I know there's no should. You have many moments of time. You can choose one and then the other happily satisfied instead of thing. What should I do? Stop making this a job and start making it a toy to play with. Do I need to smile as big as I've been smiling? I just, I don't get it anymore. I just, I, I feel like it's all... It's all collapsing. It's all coming down, and I like I can't see. No, it those are unwholesome thoughts. Look at those unwholesome thoughts. It's also Things what's happening. Collapse. You're you're making lots of progress. Why are you giving yourself so many of these same old unwholesome thoughts of that this is going nowhere and I'm confused? Well, okay, all right, I hear that. If I'm making <laughs> lots of progress, why doesn't it feel like it? Because you talk yourself back out of it and then you're not making progress. Uh, mm. 
And I want you to look up, wake up to that. Wake up to the fact that even when you're feeling good, you decide to let the unwholesome thoughts take over again. Yeah. And so you're back right, into you know, a park it, again. It's like that analogy that you told me about yesterday with the car. Like the guy wants the car before he has the car. And then when he has the car, he still wants the car. And then when the car is gone, he still wants the car. Uh-huh. And that's how it is with the satisfaction. Like if I feel even if I feel good, I still want to feel good. And then when I'm not feeling good, I still want to feel good. Mm-hmm. When I'm not feeling good, I want to feel good. When I'm feeling good, I want to feel good. And when I'm Precisely. not feeling good anymore, I want to feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. And you're judging how you do feel and saying that ain't good enough. Well, yeah, and I guess, okay, okay. So I think this is where the confusion stems from. If I relax, right? If I'm just saying, uh, I'm worried that I need to, you know, have some more wholesome thoughts right now. Oh, okay, I don't care about that. I'm just going to relax. I just don't care. I'm just going to relax. Right? If I'm saying that... Those are wholesome thoughts, by the way. Those are not those unwholesome are, thoughts. Yeah, those are wholesome thoughts, right? And then... Um, oh, I was going to say, if I don't start... If I don't start having more satisfaction and more joy... Then that's an indicator that something is wrong, right? Or I'm doing something incorrectly. I'm doing incorrect Wait a practice. Minute. Doing again? I'm I'm confused. Back up a paragraph or so and tell me okay. again. Okay, so if I just say I don't care, right? I'm gonna relax when an unwholesome thought comes up. And you're not doing much of anything, right? I got it. You're relaxed. Right. And then if I start to, if I don't start to have like more joy or more satisfaction, it doesn't start compounding or getting bigger, right? Which is usually what happens. Well, not at, so. Uh, is it wrong? Is it incorrect practice? It is as soon as you have that thought. Because that's not a satisfying thought. Being satisfied with a little bit, a little dab will do you. And when the dab grows, you keep wanting it to grow instead of just allowing it to be exactly where it is. You've already got a little dab. My God, man. And you keep wanting more, more and more and more and more. So what if I don't it have a dab? What if I don't have a little dab? What if I don't have a little dab? Be satisfied that you don't have a little dab. And that's a little dab. <laughs> it is. Be satisfied that you don't have what you want. Because otherwise you will continue to want things and feel bad. And you'll not make any progress. Okay. Okay. Be satisfied but, that I don't have what I want. That's an interesting one. Be satisfied that I don't have what I want. Hmm. Precisely. Because what you want and don't have is dukkha. It's so. And so you have to go through the process of being satisfied that you're not getting what you want and instead come back to the point of saying, I like it, but I can do without it right now. 
I like satisfaction, but I can do without it right now. Right now. Mm -hmm. And isn't that satisfying? Okay. Okay. I appreciate it, Domorado. I'm I'm this I'm here. So it's I'm so here. Easy. And you're I'm... making it so hard. And you can make it easy by just saying, really, this is easy. There's just nothing to it. Yeah. So if the key word today is be satisfied that you don't get what you want. Be satisfied that I don't get what I want. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I can really, like, I can really, like, play around with that. Like, hmm, okay, I don't get what I want, so now I can just be satisfied. Great. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get what I want. That's okay. Mystery Isn't solved. Well, actually, in a way, you could say that is the entire teaching of the Buddha right there. Because we're touching on the second noble truth, wanting things. And we don't have them, but we want them anyway. So there's ignorance. And then we don't like that we don't have it. And so the whole second noble truth is all pilked into the package. And so we can see there's the sequence with Petitya Samapada that I like it, therefore I want it. And if I want it, I got to do something. And that's the clinging. And now we wind up in a bad state or a woeful state of having have uh, the dukkha of not getting what we want. The That's coach. exactly what happens. Yeah. When I'm... Yeah, exactly. Over and over and over and over and over again, it happens. So and when I'm so relaxing, it... when I'm relaxing and I say, I don't care, and then I don't hold some thought comes up and I think I need to have more satisfaction than I have right now. I'm thinking I want it. So I got to do something. And then I come out of that relaxation. Mm -hmm. Instead of just going back into relaxing and having another thought of, well, I don't care. Oh, that's fine. I don't care about that. I don't care. I don't I can, get what I want. That's I can okay. do this. I can do that. I can do that. I think I can do that. Yeah, that's, that's what makes it really easy is that you're just not going to get what you want. That's okay. And our whole society has been training us that when we don't get what we want, we got to strive and try hard and work on it and uh, uh, lie and peniggle and yep. do what we can with great bad feelings sometimes and hurt a lot of people along the way in order to get what we want. And then we'll be satisfied. Mm -hmm. And it don't work like that. That's the mistake. That's all ignorance. When we recognize, oh, I can be satisfied without getting what I want. And then I can just merely like and appreciate or just watch the show rather than trying to be the director of the show. Okay. Just let it happen. Okay. Let it go. I don't get what I want. Sounds like a great relief, honestly. Oh, yeah. And think about it like this, is that the rules that we have is the set of guidelines about telling you what you should want. Yeah, like I have to want something, and I have mm -hmm. to be dissatisfied if I don't get it. When there's just a stupid rule. But really, I can just be satisfied that I don't get what I want. Precisely so. That's the third noble truth right can, there. 
I can adopt that like a like a like a real like a real to view. Every to every yeah, it becomes almost a worldview. Yeah. Or it's certainly the meaning of the attitude of hey, I can handle this. Right. Yeah, of course you can handle anything because you I don't have anything, anything because you don't, I don't get what I want and I'm satisfied, so I can handle that too. <laughs> right. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the no worries comes from. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so even if like, so I'm getting, I'm ge- I'm guessing like where this is going is even if I'm on cloud nine or if I'm feeling okay, right? Or, oh, this is good. Any range of those. How about it doesn't matter. hell itself? Do- yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, like I'm stove up in the hospital in a great big cast that goes from here to there, right? I've been there, done that. And the answer is, is that, well, at least I don't have to go anyplace. <laughs> I can just lay here. So we don't, so we don't have to feel good all the time? No, you, but you can be satisfied that there is pain. And in fact, one of the satisfactions is, is that I can handle this. What, pain? All I have to do is lay still and it doesn't hurt. So then why did we talk so heavily in the beginning about getting into a good state and staying in that good state? Isn't relaxation a good state? Yeah. Okay. There's a goodness to it. Yeah. But there is a buildup into the relaxation. You've got to have the success. You've got to have that satisfaction. And you're saying that comes from just continuing to say, oh, I don't care. I'm relaxing from that. I don't get what I want. I don't care. I don't get what I want, and I'm satisfied anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's kind of cool. I'll try that out. (laughs) That's something to remember. That's a very wholesome thought. Very, very wholesome thought indeed. This is a bit, oh, it's okay. I don't get what I want. Oh, it's okay. I don't get what I want. Oh, I can be satisfied even if I don't get what I want. I don't get what I want, but I can be satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. And when we have that attitude and say that often, we begin to get much more discriminating about what it is that we want. <laughs> we much more careful about what is it that's worth wanting. Which I'm not sure if there's really anything worth wanting. Ah, but before in the ordinary mind state, we'll try anything to get relaxed. (laughs) That trying and we don't get it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, I mean, I can see clearly that whenever, I mean, to some degree, whenever there's one thing, there's dukkha. Mm Mm-hmm. So going back to that story of Dostoevsky is is that the the axe murderer desperately wanted something like he didn't want to get caught. If he did want to get caught, he would have confessed to the priest, but he confessed to the girlfriend because he felt so desperate. 
That would be the question. You Have you ever heard of Henry David's role saying that men live lives of quiet desperation? No. Actually, yeah, I think I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the question is, is that when does our um, desperation get noisy? Like, for instance, the girlfriend wanting to vent. So when we want when we want more, when we want something is being desperate and when we get noisy about it is when that's the grasping and clinging going into the woeful states. What states? Woeful. Woeful? Mm -hmm. Hell itself. Uh, The hungry ghost. The. um, one that most common in the West, the dumb animal going along to get along, but we don't like it. Doing what we're told to do, expecting a reward in the future, but not getting our rewards now. And then the fourth one is the Asura, which are the, uh, uh, let us say, the magical or heavenly warriors who are all dressed up for battle, but are afraid to go into battle. That's the fear. So you can see Anger and frustration is hell. Wanting something we don't have, going along to get along and doing what we're told to do, or being afraid to do what we need to do. Those are the four woeful states. Hmm. Going along to get along. Say them again, please. The animal, going along to get along, just like a domesticated animal. The example is the horse is uh, hooked to a plow with a harness, and now he has to plow up his delicious pasture. And after he's done the work of plowing up his delicious pasture, then the farmer plants the food that the farmer wants to eat, not the stuff that the horse wants. That's an example of a dumb animal. And we start being dumb animals in uh, first grade or preschool. And what are the other ones? Fear, stage fright, not standing up, going along with someone who is uh, doing the wrong thing, harming other people, but he's your friend, so you protect him. And when somebody attacks him, you stand in the way because of your fear. Okay. Uh, And so... uh, we, we often don't do the right thing because of fear. Not popular. I mean, a lot of our culture is unwholesome. And so sometimes we have to get over our fear of not getting along or not going along and standing up and doing the right thing. So all of that's built right into the teaching of the Buddha. But all of it has to do with, we don't go into any of those states when we're relaxed. Oh, I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't have to be angry right now. I don't have to want things I don't have. I don't have to want things I don't have. I don't have to do what I'm told to do. I don't have to do what I'm told to do. 
Wow, that is so beautiful. I do not have to do what I am. I don't have to be upset right now. I don't Mm -hmm. have to be irritated. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to have anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I can say those things too. And that, yeah. that is, it's kind of with the attitude of relaxation, with the attitude of, I don't care about it. I don't, don't care, care about, about any of that stuff. Now we can finally really enjoy the show. Instead of calling people down for one thing or another. Yeah, it's kind of really like, like letting go of my life as I know it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Your choice. When you recognize the life as you know it is actually quite painful every time you get into it. Yeah. Then you can stay out of it and just relax instead. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Like the life that I know is based in wanting and pain and dukkha and not getting what I want. I just saw something. You said, um, I think the reason maybe why wanting happens is because we think that we need that thing that we want in order to be satisfied. So in five or survive. Yeah. So in wanting, is this belief that belief that we need that? Mm-hmm. That's the delusion. Is when yeah. wanting becomes needing. That's major delusion. A lot of people can't tell the difference. Does wanting like become need needing, five. or is needing the same thing as wanting? Well, they're basically in the Pali. It's uh, tanha, the thirst, or, or uh, being thirsty, or actually wanting water, versus upadana of the grasping or clinging. I need it. I'm desperate. I've got to have it. And we go from one to the other very easily because we can't tell the difference between I just want it and I need it. Like a lot of people practice meditation because they need it. And then they don't get much out of it. (laughs) Because they're practicing being in a state of need. Mm -hmm. And so we can see that that we don't need things that we just want it. Then we recognize, oh, it's just uh, that I, I want it. It's that I made some sort of trick because really the idea is that I just like it. If I just enjoy the show rather than having to grab that show and own it. But it ain't um, mine. Doesn't belong to me. Not my business. One unwholesome thought that comes up is once I realize that my body is tense, I then uh, then once I see it, I'm like, oh, great, I can just relax. Oh. But then the next unwholesome times. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next unwholesome thought that will show up is like is um oh man, you have to keep doing this. It sucks that you have to keep doing this back and forth. And that's just another one I can let go of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't care about that either. That's fine. That's, that's a common occurrence for you is you get good yeah. and then you say, Oh, I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah. 
And so Dan and I, we wiggle around. Okay, we'll go for relaxation, you know, and we're just trying to trace, chase you around this rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But everybody goes through all of that. Yeah. Did Dan go through this too? Big time and much slower and much harder than you. <laughs> can you can you tell me about it, please, a little bit? No, it's his business. You go ask him. <laughs> no, he told he told me to ask you. He said for oh. you to tell me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Please. So that puts you in a in a uh, a big uh, catch twenty two jam, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he he said it would be fine. Is that- would you be, would you be satisfied if I didn't tell you? <laughs> I would. I would. I can be satisfied that I don't get what I want. No problem. All right. Well, that was a test point. Just testing. <laughs> I had a feeling you were doing that too. <laughs> I'm in sales, so I you know I I knew it from that angle. But I really am being honest. I. I can be satisfied without getting what I want. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Let's just say that we all go through the same stuff. We all do. So can you tell me one story? He took a retreat here in Thailand that he was not ready to go into because he had just came come from England and he hadn't settle down enough. Wait, wait, he told me, you told me this story already. Tell me a different one. He told me that too. Nah. I've heard that before. Nah. Um, some of the stuff that he had to work through was the distinction between teaching the Dhamma and teaching drums. Because I don't see any difference. Hmm. Because he spent a lot of time teaching the Dhamma to his drum students who didn't want drumming at all. What they wanted was to not be there. But mom had signed him up for drum lessons. This was before COVID. Then he did then he did it online for a long time and that kind of stuff. But in, in the in the beginning, that was something that he had to work through. Uh uh, in other words, it actually changed his entire style of teaching because he thought that he was teaching drums. Therefore, his responsibility is to teach drums. When he began to understand it, no, his job is to make friends with these young students. That I begin to teach that to everyone, that I have talked that to people who work in office. Your job in that office is to not do the paperwork that you normally think that you were hired to do. Your job is to be friends with everybody in the office. Mm-hmm. So that's something that got started with Dan, is to change our reference when we're in public, that we think that we're there to do a job. But the thing that's really amazing is, is that if you've got someone who is an absolute do-nothing, but he is the best friend of the boss, then he's unlikely to get fired. 
So yeah. performance is really not that important. Relationships are important. Yeah. Okay. And many, many corporations have tried to change that over the centuries. A good example of that would be IBM when they want to do everything as merit based. And then T.J. Watson Jr. is trained in Rochester, Minnesota, only become the uh, uh, daddy's uh, replacement. But meanwhile, they talk about marriage systems. In other words, we promote not the who you know, but what you know. Have you ever heard that? And that's what sells really, really big time in the West. It's not who you know, it's what you know. The answer is no, man. That's never been the case and never will be. It's always who you know, not what you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and say it that. Took me years to figure that out because we were so trained the other way. Yeah. You mentioned that it was slower and harder for Dan. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that. Well, he he persevered. He stayed with it. Many of the talks we had didn't happen. But in fact, I would say that probably the first video that we ever did was done with Dan and I. That was done when I say a video we're talking about after Skype started to do them in 2018. So all of 2017 was when Dan and I talked a lot do you have recordings of you and dan talking on skype yeah, dozens oh wow back in 2018 yeah starting in 2018 october 2018 forward oh hell yeah Please. i'm gonna watch some of them <laughs> yeah. that'll be great to see <laughs> yeah yeah, so if you watch those videos, then you know as much about him as I do. <laughs> yeah. If you observe. <laughs> no, a lot of times what he says when I'm telling him what I'm experiencing or going through, if it's particularly challenging, he'll be like, I remember it well. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. I remember it well. But he doesn't have that now. He doesn't have any of that going on now. <laughs> well, look at that. That will give you inspiration that if Dan oh. can do it. With me in five years, you could do it too. I mean, what do you want to do in five years? Be miserable and controlling and <laughs> upside and oh yeah, no. It, Are you willing it, to go through this process? <laughs> I I am more than inspired, <laughs> for sure. I yeah. There's no there's no question of my dedication to the Dhamma. Well, that's the real sales job. But that's the real sales job in anything. I mean, even if the Three Stooges walk into the new producer's office and they're trying to sell him to get them to make a new picture, what they've really got to sell is themselves. They've got to be the comedians right there in front of them. They can't come in as businessmen or salespeople to sell their movie. They've got to come in and be the movie. I said there's no question of my dedication to the Dhamma, and you said that's the real sales talk right there. What do you mean? Well, basically, what, yes, that um, you can think of it as, uh, and it's referred to as the spark of the Dhamma. This is what lineage is all about, that you cannot pick up nobility out of a book. It's got to be picked up from nobles. 
You can get information out of a book. But then all that information winds up being confusing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a book won't do it. You can't you can't do Dhamma in a book. It's got to be done on a one by one. It can't be done in a meditation hall with a hundred students in the hall. You're saying though that the Dhamma is what sales is? Well, that's what I'm doing is I'm selling Dhamma. Mm. <laughs> and I and I get uh, uh paid handsomely. <laughs> I would really um like to be able to talk to some of the prospects that I call throughout the day in in a way that is just like how you and I are talking, but it's just not it's just not possible right now. Yes, it is. The question is, is even though you've got a uh, a stick to or a spiel to read, mm-hmm. when you read it, you can either read it as a news announcer, or you can read it as a salesman, or you can read it as his best friend. And that's also part of the job is is to do a good idea. mm -hmm, To do a bit of confrontation to set you up, just like you recognize that they do set the people up in in the sales. That I've set you up four or five times in this talk. One was when you wanted to know what Dan was all about. But you also, if you'll go back to the very early part of the call, I think even before it was recorded, was when you insisted on telling me a story and I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that, but that's what led you to the breakthrough of recognizing that you became frustrated because you couldn't get what you wanted and what you wanted to do was to tell the story. Now you can see that, oh, I can be satisfied and still not get what I want. <laughs> yeah. So you see how sneaky I am. <laughs> <laughs> this slippery little eel. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Good job. Thank you. Uh, devoted over the or developed over the years, rather. called wisdom actually to be able to set you up so that you can see which is exactly what we can do one-on-one and if you were sitting in the back of a meditation hall listening to a dhamma talk you could not get set up like that Mm. i like what you said about talking to them like they're my best friend Mm -hmm. you know the only thing with that is that sometimes when i'm like really kind to them they cut me Mm -hmm. off they hang up the phone. So sometimes well, it's like that out, won't you? I got to be more like curt, aggressive with them sometimes. Well, you'll work that out. That's a skill to be developed, selling things you don't buy. Selling things I don't buy. Yeah. I don't even know what it is that your company sells, but you probably don't have a house full of it for your own use. No. 
Well, you see, I'm selling something. <laughs> yeah. That I, I spent years buying into. <laughs> yeah. Nothing I can do about that, though. No, except that you need to know that. Mm hmm Yeah. So that will help you flavor your talks, knowing mm -hmm. that you can't do it. This really is just an attitude change, and the attitude change is I can handle this. I can, I'm completely satisfied, even if I don't give what I want. So that they hang up on you. So what? Mm -hmm. Did yeah. that mean that you've already come to the end of your telephone book and there's no more leads to call? No. If that's the case, if that's the case, then yippee, we're finished with all of this. Even if the last call hung up on me, at least it's finished now. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, not at all. I'm actually, okay. to be honest with you, I was talking with Abby tonight, and I, I just told her, I was like, we really, I'm so hard on myself. I've, I have the most sales in the company right now, but I still mm -hmm. think I'm not doing good enough. <laughs> well, now you know that you've been hard on yourself. Yeah. I've seen it from day one. Yeah. And the thing is, is I actually, I noticed it's, it's comfortable to be hard on myself. It's familiar. You, know, you got used to it. There's familiar. Got used to it. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm scared I told, I told to not you be hard on myself. Do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now you're learning that you can relax and enjoy that. And then you recognize you've got a choice. You can either yeah. be hard on yourself or you can relax. The surprise is, is that you gained a whole bunch of skills while you were being hard on yourself. And when you stop being hard on yourself, you still have all of those skills. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So now you can play with them and have it because uh, you're not hard on yourself anymore. Now you can treat your job and your girlfriend and moment by moment it's just a new toy to play with yeah, Everything's it's, a toy. it's crazy like there's there's nothing that can be a problem if i can just be satisfied with things because I, mm -hmm. i'm not getting them because <laughs> you're not getting what you want and i can be satisfied with not getting what i want and i can be satisfied that I'm not satisfied with getting what, uh, not getting what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that's a trick. But yes, that's right. Even though you can't get what you want, you can be satisfied anyway. Yeah. It really is that easy. Now, do I still need to keep? Deliberately uh -huh. bringing no, 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 no. Wholesome you thoughts. To, you just come back with another wholesome thought right there, rather than a question. I don't need to do that. Yeah, you don't need those questions. You're satisfied without getting the questions answered. Okay. But then, when, 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 when you the already fact... know enough, you already know enough. There is nothing <laughs> new that you need to know. You've got everything <laughs> you need. But I'm just curious, though, when the thought comes up, oh, that like, do I have to say to myself, this feels good? Oh, I like this or I'm enjoying this or can I just 
there's no end of the unwholesome thoughts. The only distinction is, is that there's a whole lot more unwholesome thoughts. But there's no end of the wholesome thoughts. Oh. But but just thoughts randomly going around, most of the thoughts that just happen are unwholesome thoughts. Right. Well, what if there's that gap, though? If there's that gap, is do I need to keep bringing the wholesome question thoughts? Is, well, the question about the gap is, is that when a, when a new thought comes, is the new thought going to be wholesome or unwholesome? Remember that story of the life of Brian? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So that's the question is, is that if this new thought, never mind what's happened in the past, the past is already gone. We can give any possible story you want to about the past. The question is not about the past and what's been happening up until now. Doesn't matter how many years I've been sitting and squatting on the ground uh, being silent. (laughs) Brian just fell on me. How am I going to react to that? I have a choice of either reacting wholesomely or unwholesomely. If I don't like that he fell on me, then you can be satisfied with that. I could be satisfied with that. In fact, here's the whole point is, is that when we are strong enough to resist the dukkha, Mm. then we are satisfied that we're strong enough to resist it. So if Mm. uh, Brian had fallen right on him and he just sat right there, he could have smiled, smirked and says, hey, I can handle even Brian jumping on. (laughs) Well, that's. That's kind of what happens when I say, oh, I don't care about that because I, exactly. I, I've built like yeah, a wall. So, exactly. Yeah. So what if Brian just fell on me? I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the way that we're going to do it is, is that whenever something ma- uh, bad happens, the question is, how are we going to handle it? Are we going to be awake right then? that we can dodge it. Right. And dodging it is, oh, that, I don't care. That's fine. Exactly. Right. Mm, All don't right. Care so, about in, that. so in the case of Brian falling on the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Rishi's body, but Brian didn't fall on the Rishi himself. Who's Rishi? Well, the, okay. Uh, in Tyus Rusi, have you ever heard of the Rishikesh Express? <laughs> Maybe. Another word for, oh, no. for aesthetic, and that would be a good word for it. Okay, so you could uh, 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 wandering aesthetic. Uh, okay. You could call him a field Jesus. Um, I don't know what to call him. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, uh, Maybe you can call him a monk or um, an aesthetic or a rishi, a bhikkhu, uh, a renunciate, a mendicant, a bunch of words. But when they've got beards, they normally are in the class of rishi. Okay. Okay. And so uh, uh, Brian fell on the body of the rishi, didn't fall on the rishi himself. So when these thoughts come, these unwholesome thoughts that come, they come into the mind, but not into you. Because you're not the mind. The mind's just, there they are. Okay, that's, oh, never mind. It's in the mind. So no matter what's happened in the past, doesn't matter how long we sit there, when something befalls us, are we going to wake up to where, uh, to handle that well? Or are we going to not like it. Right. 
And if we don't like it, are we going to not like it wisely? Right, meaning, oh, that's okay. I, I can be satisfied with not getting what I wanted there. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm excited to try this out. <laughs> the excitement won't last either. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> okay, Alex, we'll see you later. <laughs> okay. Leave Thanks them laughing. Time, All right. See you later. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>